0: focus on the things that are more important than just the numbers or just, you know, I think sure. uh, uh, our families, our, our work-life balance has always been important to us, but it sort of put that back at the forefront, you know, when you're dealing with this, this horrible, you know, disease that's circling the globe and and it's coming at you from all angles because we're an international community. So we know- sure. People across the globe, and we have families that are in different parts of the country um, who have gotten it. I've had, you know, distant relatives that have passed away from it. Um, we've we've lost a, we lost a very good friend and colleague, Brown, sure. this year. Um, yep. and uh, you know that's really put things in perspective.
1: Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers John Gustaska and Jonathan Conlin break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. It's finally a new year. In today's episode, John and Jonathan will discuss what they learned from 2020 as well as their goals going forward into 2021.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to John and Jonathan Sell NYC. New year, new podcast. How you doing, bud? I'm great, Jonathan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, bud. What's one of the nice things about our business is that it shuts down a bit right around the holidays. Uh, Oddly enough, even in this market, we were very, very busy between Christmas and New Year's, uh, which was not—it's pretty atypical, um, uh, especially given what we're dealing with right now in in the in the grand scheme of things, sure. we, you know, uh, one of the things that led into that busyness was us putting an apartment on the market, which was, Again, not something we normally would do is put an apartment on the market in December, but uh, but we did, and that that accounted for a lot of the busyness. So well, I thought it would be
2: good. Look at me, like it's my it's my idea. What was your idea lessons, for today? What are the, some of the lessons that we learned from last year and our goals for two thousand and twenty one? So it's basically just a welcoming back to everybody on the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. Thank you for making the podcast a really great part of last year. And we look forward to a really profitable and uh, enriching and interesting 2021. How's that? Yeah. For the, Friday. Of the podcast. Friday, fun so, day. So yeah. Exactly. So, so what were some of your favorite moments of 2020 and then some of your really the hardest moments of 2020? And your take on the market from last year, and then kind of what, where where, where you felt like we, we stood, comparatively so I have a, speaking.
0: I have a 12-point answer for you. If we can pull up the PowerPoint, we'll start. start ha uh-huh. ha come that. on now. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I I think, you know, uh, in terms of our favorite moments, um, you know, it was really tough to be at home uh, starting, you know, that mid-March time and uh, not a lot happening during that time. That, that was, uh, it was a challenge. And I would put that in, in one of the hardest moments was kind of being in this limbo of when are we gonna be able to do business again? You know, when are we gonna be able to see, you know, our team is like a family, you know? So like not being able to physically see you and see Daniel, you know the guys on the team you know it's it's it it really does after it was fine for a while and I think we talked about this on one of the episodes uh where I was fine working from home and it was like okay you know we're and we switched and you know sort of sort of focused on the projects that we could focus on et cetera. uh one being all the Facebook stuff that we did and such um but you know and I uh, missing that office time together because we're both office people and I f- just feel so much more productive when I'm at the office I kind of lost sight of that until we were able to go back to the office and get out there and start showing properties and stuff in that that late uh, late June early July time um, I didn't really realize how much I missed that so I would say one of the one of my favorite moments was like getting back into it and like, Getting back to to the not, I'm not going to say normal because it's still not normal. But getting back to sort of the the business at hand and showing apartments and such, and kind of revitalizing and and, uh, and and like remembering, oh, this is what my this is what I do for a living. I don't sit at home and work on our website and and just strategize and just you know plan things where this is, we actually get out there and meet people and, and socialize with, you know, because even doing these showings is socializing, you know, you're still in, of course there's limitations and differences now, but I would say that was one of my favorites is, is not one particular moment, uh, but getting back out there and kind of getting back into the swing of things as as truncated as it was. How about yourself? Let's start with favorites, Joan. I'm not gonna ask you a 15 point question.
2: My favorite moments, sorry about that. I know I asked a lot <laughs> of questions. My favorite moments from 2020, Good Vibes was one of my favorite moments. That that generated which, which episode? from, pardon me?
0: Which episode was your favorite? What are you They're up to? They're all my 200? favorite.
2: No, but, but the fact that you and I, for people who don't know us, Obviously, I'm the more, you know, kind of in the camera kind of a guy, and you're not, even though you have a lot of natural ability. And one of the things that you've been that's why we, we're so successful is because I kind of drag you into the camera and then you just shine. So I look at it on the podcast. All right. So, so everybody who watches this podcast knows that you and I coach, and social media is such a huge part of. Uh, now our our business that you and I really reinvented ourselves, if you want to call it that, and became known on social media. So that was a great moment, but then and a fun moment. But we and we tried all different kinds of things. We did lunchtime with John, and then we did lunchtime chat with John and Jonathan. And then now we have our podcast that we've done 24 episodes of, but that one of the, the most I, good vibes is my favorite every day that I do it, but one of the best moments happened when we did our Manhattan Christmas episode, yeah, yeah. and anybody that has not seen our Manhattan Christmas, that's as good as it gets for guest Aska Conlon. We're very proud of that, and that was so much fun, and getting on ice skating, ice skates with you was really hilarious, so it was a lot of fun, and it was even more fun because uh, after the fact, because I did not catch COVID from you. Okay. Well, that goes into the challenging category. Uh, but then also along the way, under the great moments that we, we had time with family, even in the midst of the lockdown, that I got a chance to spend time in my house for the first time since I've owned it in for three years. I mean, significant amounts of time. Yeah. Um, So we've had a lot of, yes it's my primary residence now
0: and then um, that that certainly was a silver lining was being able to um spend more time like you know i have an 11 year old daughter you know being able to be here physically whereas normally i drop her off at school in the morning and then i go into the office or you know i'm running 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 to get into the city and then Uh, and then I'm in there until, you know, most nights, six, seven o'clock at night. So, uh, those little moments where I, now I pick her up from school a couple days a week, my wife does it the other days of the week. And, you know, those little moments are, are really a blessing to, to be able to, to have and to appreciate, even if it's five minutes while we're, you know, in doing our podcast and she brings her head in the door to. Ask me if
2: she can have a snack. It's fine. I still enjoy it. I still like it. And then just just in terms of the last bit of really great things that happened in 2020, that in the last quarter of the the year, we accomplished a really challenging transaction that consummated between Christmas and New Year's. And this was a, a listing that we had on and off the market for almost two years. And it I mean, it was just a really, really wonderful way to end end the year, such a challenging year to sell real estate. So those were my good favorite moments. What were your hardest moments in 2020? Uh, Well, we had a
0: a, business-wise, there was, uh, you know, we had that extremely challenging three uh, months uh, (laughs) uh, apartment that we put into contract. We actually... Sold it twice, and we had oh a, yes, such a nerve wracking uh, uh, process with the attorney who was at the crux of the issue. Um, uh, that was probably one of the most challenging and uh, and hardest moments was was that transaction, and then it falling apart, putting it together another deal, and it just not you know like please if if. If our people watching this are going to do a real estate transaction, do yourself a favor and hire a good attorney. A good real estate transaction attorney. It is the bane of our existence when we have to deal with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And that dealing with those people, uh, with people, with attorneys in particular, that tend to get a lot more clout than us because. They are, you know, they are interpreting the law for these people. They're signing, you know, guiding them and signing their name on the dotted line should be looked to for those for that guidance. But if they are not well versed in these transactions, it just drags everything down. And ultimately the people that, yes, we lost the transaction. So, but does that really, you know, like we weren't retiring on that transaction. It's not like, you know, at the end of the day, who got hurt out of that? Our client, our client yeah. was misrep- was misrepresented by the attorney, and that just I know for for me and you, and and part of the reason why we, uh, we we've had such a successful partnership for such a long time and get along and, and so well and and work together so well most of the time is that <laughs> we we actually all we care about is our clients getting like and if they're getting hurt and we can't we can't prove to fix them it. that they're getting hurt we can't fix it we can't protect them which the attorney is the biggest risk there it really it really drives us nuts it really makes it, it it's a really challenging situation and I hope at some point we can come you know we can figure out a way to, to get these attorneys like explain to our clients that these attorneys are, that they're using just isn't right but it's just it's it's a really tough spot to be in when you're dealing with an attorney it's like listen I went to law school and and blah 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 like yeah, okay great but if you're not well versed in that particular piece of the law it is such a hard thing to get past and and who gets hurt is the client you know so that sure. was one of the hardest things that we had to deal with um, in, in 2020, professional. If anybody needs a real good real estate attorney, talk to your real estate broker, call us. We will help even if you're not our client. Please just make everybody's life easier and do yourself a, a, a very good service and take recommendations.
2: How's that?
1: Right.
2: Well, excellent. So let me, I'll go through my hardest moments as well. So obviously, which I think we both agree with, the three months that we were locked down and unable to do any kind of real estate transactions was a really significant problem for us. And yet then we pivoted and we, we were flexible and we, we really up, you know, increased our marketing efforts. And that really, really came back to us tenfold later in the year. And then um, my father-in-law passed away this year, which was a real challenge for my family. And I got COVID at the end of the year, you know? So fortunately, I'm now through my 14 days tomorrow and I'm gonna be tested, but it was like, it was thrown and it really shocked me right before Christmas to get COVID. Um, so, and, and, and last but not least, the city which I've been living in for 32 years of my life is still in many ways locked up still. You see all the wonderful things that we have that Manhattan makes Manhattan so uh, unique. It's still not quite there. And I, I, you know, I'm hopeful, well, we'll talk about that in 2021, but that was kind of, that's, that's sad for, for me. And I know that it's sad for you, yeah. Well, but we just keep you know. on going. How many times are you
0: one of the beautiful things about New York City is like on a whim Karen and I could you know call each other and be like hey let's just let's go grab a bite to eat or let's go see a show and like last minute you can just go and do something that's out of the ordinary that you know a five-star restaurant or uh, I mean if you can get reservations um, but you know, like there's, there's just a plethora of options, whether you, and I talk about, uh, with people like back home, back in Iowa and stuff, like, is are like, what's it like living in New York city? And it's like, the way I'll describe it is, is you have so many different options at your fingertips and at any given time of the day or night. And whether you take advantage of that or not, it's the, it's the optionality that makes it enticing you know like at any moment i could go do this i'll let probably never do 98 percent of it but but i could you never know oh those were the days oh those were the days yeah but we'll get back there but i listen personally i would say um in terms of hardest moments was certainly uh not being able to visit my family in iowa not you know not that i Get back every single year. I mean, I pretty much have since I've been out here, but twenty years. Um, yeah, that, excellent, but, but yeah. not having the option to do so. You know, especially now, my parents both retired, and you know, not in the not the spitting image of health by any means, and uh, and so that was challenging. Um, so certainly, that was the biggest challenge personally was me not too. Being able to go that, like go yeah. on date nights with my wife not being able to take my daughter to see a show not being able to go and just enjoy a new restaurant or uh you know or to uh, travel and see see my my family and stuff so but we'll get back there sooner or later and I did not catch COVID from you, so I'll put that in the favorite moments as well.
2: <laughs> Me too. How about 2020? The <laughs> the real estate market. Let's just talk a little bit about what was your read of the real estate market in 2020? I mean, and then how did we size up?
0: Yeah. Well, I got to say, I think we're both pleasantly surprised uh, that you know uh, we've been able to put as much. Uh, and put, put together as many deals as we have, and we've seen as much activity as we have um, in some regards. Other, you know, it, there, it's certainly a confusing market because, you know, we've had listings that we thought, oh, this is in the right location, we're priced well, um, you know, it doesn't need a big renovation, and it, it, should, it should move, you know, if anything's going to move, and we've had uh, challenges on on that front where it didn't move. And it's been very slow on a particular listing. Um, and then vice versa where we're like, all right, well, we'll put it out there and we'll see what happens. And, you know, we feel good, don't feel great about the price. And then that's the one that sells, you know, so it's been very challenging from a broker's perspective as to, um, you know, the rhyme or reason to what's happening. Um, you know, with a particular listing, uh, you know, we've, we've had, you know, with clients that don't listen to us that don't give us our, uh, don't, don't heed our advice. Um, uh, we we've lost listings, um, and, and
2: found and on out the flip side on the yeah. flip side, we've, we've had clients who have listened to our advice yeah. and they've sold their apartments yeah, or they've from the buyer perspective, they bought the apartments. Yeah, you see, so yeah, um, I and, think that the ov- overall market in general, it's very, very interesting. It's very similar to the e- economy, you know, the in the beginning of our year, it was such a robust real estate market. And we both had such a, a sense of optimism going into 2020. That was a new year. It was a very busy first quarter. And then all of a sudden, COVID hit. And it just froze the entire globe in many ways. And so we were grappling with that until June the 22nd of this year from the middle of March. And instead of, so instead of, it was weird because then we had that uh, recession and the stock market plummeted and everybody was freaking out. And, but you and I and the team came together Through our leadership, and it's to our credit, I want to, I really want to say that, that we, we had the foresight to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. So we were the leaders to lead the team through and to keep morale up, which was challenging for us, you know, when we were both like, but you and I have lived through the experience before 9-11, I lived through it. You did not here in the city, but, but through the financial crisis. And so it wasn't our first time at the rodeo, which was great. And then when we came back into the marketplace, it's taken a while for the market to start to churn, but more contracts are being done. People that are, are moving in at higher numbers now, in the beginning it was the lower end of the market and now it's filtering into people taking oppor- getting opportunities and um, stepping up provided that the apartments are priced well. And you said it very well, You know, the people that heeded our advice, they were successful and the other people not so successful, and then they get frustrated. What do they do? They take it out on us. They fire us, and they move on to some someone else. Well, it's yeah. their loss. Yeah. And we really a, is their yeah. loss because yeah. we're really the best at this in the business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, duh. Exactly. But, All listen, right. So, was, and how did we pleas- do?
0: We I was pleasantly surprised also with where we stacked up with everybody else. I mean, we we ended up having a, a pretty decent year on on a grand scale. Uh, Relatively speaking. Um, And we ended up. So you say
2: not the best year and not the worst year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're in the Platinum Council, which is so Corcoran, every firm does their own sort of rating system and puts, you know, tiers basically. And there's at the top tier is the President's Council. uh, We're right underneath that we're right underneath that in the platinum. And then it's, I
2: think we're borderline president's council, platinum council.
0: Listen, in my (laughs) mind, John, you're in the president's council every year.
2: Oh my God. You're the king of the president's council to me. (laughs) Uh, You wrote the president's council.
0: So John, tell me in, we're moving into 2021. What are your goals? What do you see for us? What are you hoping for? What do you got? then
2: I'll go. Okay. My goals are to really stay focused and to build wealth in all areas of my life. So physically, emotionally, spiritually, my work, I want to really work through anything that's stumbling, you know, the, the, um, anything that gets in the way of, of my focus. So in terms of this is, this is for business and then my life. And when I say that, I think that the goals for 2021, we have our business goals that we don't need to, um, you know, our financial goals that we talk about in terms of the volume of transactions that we want to do for 2021. We don't need to get into that on this podcast, but I think overall, I think, If I could find, I I really want to focus in on work-life balance, you know, and continuing in that, in that regard. And really, you know, if anything that COVID's taught me and this whole pandemic, it's to remain in gratitude at every moment of my life and to really lived that day in and day out. And that's the best way for me to, so it's like, I, I'm really excited about 2021. I really want the vaccine. I, I wanna get the vaccine. I, I would echo that sentiment, which is, you
0: know, what this has done, the the COVID pandemic has done, I think for, for a lot of people, and, and certainly you and I are both in the category is, is, you know, focus on the things that are more important than just the numbers or just, you know I think sure. uh, uh, our families our, our work-life balance has always been important to us but it sort of put that back at the forefront you know when you're dealing with this this horrible you know disease that's circling the globe and and it's coming at you from all angles because we're an international community so we know sure. people across the globe and we have families that are in different parts of the country um, who have gotten it I've had you know distant relatives that have passed away from it um we've we've lost a, we lost a very good friend and colleague brown sure. this year um, yep. and uh, you know that's really put things in perspective and i think one of the things that 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 that's done for me is really pushed me to a place of not wanting to not only be uh, work on a good work-life balance but also Yeah, uh, stay away from situations in business that are only going to breed frustration and not working with the types of people that I know. We're not fit, you know. Like we, it's going to be a problem from day one. And yeah, you know, historically speaking, you know, you and I are not ones to say no to anybody, anybody in need. Which uh, our sellers are people in need. They're looking for somebody to advise them to help them through. What is many times uh, the sale of the biggest thing they've asset they've ever owned? Um, it's been the best investment they've ever bought, um, and you know there's a lot of emotion wrapped around that. And you know I would say this year was the, the 2020 first time uh, that I ever said to a seller, "I don't think we're the right fit for you," and I gotta say it felt really good. And it wasn't because of him. It was because of the project itself. Um, And I I actually really like him. And I think we hit it off. We ended up speaking for another 45 minutes when I, and I started the conversation with saying, you know, I just don't think we're the right fit for you. And
2: And on the flip of that, just to chime in, I agree with you 150% to then also say, I think it's time for us to bow out. We cannot do anything further for you. And so we're going to end this agreement. That's enormous for us. That's the first time in our career that we've ever done that. Yeah. And it was really challenging for us to do so. And now I I My feel God, like it felt good. I felt freedom yeah. after that. If you're a buyer in the market in 2021 and if you're a seller in the market in 2021, what would you what would you? How would you advise buyers and sellers? Um, there's a lot of parallels
0: between how I would guide each one. But, so, but for buyers, I would say, if you are thinking about it, get out there and look. Now is the time to get out there and look. Um, one could argue last quarter was the time to get out there and look, but I do think that there's gonna be a lot of inventory hitting the market now's the time to get your feet wet, get a handle on the inventory that's out there if, that, if you can't find the specific property because it still is property specific. If you're looking for a primary residence, which is you know, more than likely the only category that really should be buying right now is a primary user. Um, if, you, if it's not out there for you right now, um, at least you'll be in a position psychologically to move on something when you do see it. The second piece of advice I would give those buyers is take the guidance of a seasoned agent. Just because an apartment's on the market at X does not mean that it's only worth 80% of X. It may be already priced with that discount. Um, it, it really is a whole story. And we talk about you know, our, our listings and, and when we're going to comp out an apartment, look at comparables. Yeah, you, anybody can look at those numbers. Now the information's out there, but every one of those transactions has a story to it. Oh, the neighbor bought that apartment. That's why they paid up for it. Oh, that was an estate and it needed, it looked beautiful in the pictures, but it needed everything. And, but, you know, like there's always all that color that, that goes along with that transaction. And you have to trust your broker to say, listen, this is what i think it's worth and it may be the asking price we're seeing now sellers are getting to the point where many of these sellers they really want to sell their apartment and they've taken the guidance of their brokers um, and they've reduced prices so just because not it's not 20 percent off everything in the store it just is not and you have to take that guidance so work with a seasoned professional that can give you that guidance so those, those would be my two bits of, of advice for a, uh, a prospective buyer. Uh, do you want me to talk about sellers now? Or you yeah, to... yeah. From the seller's think... perspective, and this is the parallel, is take the advice of your broker. And there's, you know, a lot of this is, um, it, it's logic driven, right? Like if you have an apartment that's out there and it's being shown 30 times in the first two months, or depending on the size of the property, the price point, etc. But if it's shown a lot in in relative to other properties that are on the market and nobody's making an offer. And there's nothing that can be changed in the apartment it's overpriced it, it's overpriced and take the guidance of your agent who, that that That's what you need to change in order, it does get down to the point, we've talked about this many times, where the price is the only thing, the only factor that can be adjusted anymore. We expose every one of our apartments as much as it can possibly be exposed in all the right places, social media, uh, online, et cetera. Um, And, you know, if there's not an inherent flaw that could be addressed, whether that's throwing money at it and, and staging an apartment or uh, whatever, painting an apartment, uh, all the, the, the things that we talk about with clients before we bring things to market, if there's nothing left that can be, can be changed, well, then the last thing is the price. Um, and ultimately, every apartment's going to sell at some number. Um, so, but that's a tough pill to swallow. And I totally get that, right? And it's not our money. You know, so you, I get that it's tough to, to acknowledge that. And you think, OK, well, let's let's change something else. Um, but trust your agent. You know, that's why you hired them in the in the uh, in the beginning. You know, so um,
2: and if you don't trust them, then call us, then call us. Definitely, I think that the buyers and sellers Look at should all that face. All, if you can't trust that face, I mean, who are you going to trust? The buyers. If you if you want to buy a piece of Manhattan real estate, um, there's still really great opportunities out there, and uh, the market's moving slower in many regards. Um, but yet, apartments which are priced to the market are moving. So, get yourself a really good real estate broker, or Jonathan, and and then get your ducks in a row and navigate the market. We'll help hey, you. They there.
0: don't have to hire just one of us. It's a two for one special. <laughs>
2: uh, Same we, price we can't be all places <laughs> at all times. And then from the seller's perspective, I agree. Uh, you know, really listen. If it's a, a, a relationship of trust, listen to your broker. Provided that the real estate broker is exposing the market and is communicating with you and and showing the property you know, um, we've had sellers, like we just earlier talked about sellers who have listened to us and who have been rewarded and then sellers who have not listened to us and, you know, and, 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 you know, they suffer from it. So yeah. anyway, but Listen, that's part of what I on saying. Us,
0: we need to, uh, you know, there's always something new to learn in this business. And always. one of the things is how to communicate with our clients and whether that's a buyer or a seller. And one of the things that, you know, I'm constantly trying to to improve upon, as I know you are as well. Is how do I get my seller to not just believe what I'm saying, but trust us to the point where they, you know they they take that extra step, and and many times that does equate to reducing the price. Um, and it doesn't matter. You can always you can lead the you can lead the horse to water, but it, it's tough to get them to drink sometimes and you know, sometimes it's just, it is what it is.
2: Listen, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of the John and Jonathan Cell NYC podcast. It is great to be with you, Jonathan, and I'm ready for a, another dynamic year for this podcast. So uh, we look forward to seeing you everybody next week. Stay safe, for stay healthy. And- safe and remain in gratitude.
1: Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Cell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, John and Jonathan or find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at John and Jonathan Cell NYC. And if you want to grab the show notes, go to John and Jonathan slash podcast. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends or family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next, so subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.